0: Hello friends, welcome to a crossover bonus edition of the Locked on Hawks podcast. I am your host, Brad Rowland. And in the aftermath of a big trade of course with the Hawks acquiring DeJounte Murray I was corresponding with the host of the Locked on Spurs podcast, Jeff Garcia on a crossover edition. Jeff ended up basically hosting the show but I was a guest with him in crossover fashion talking about all the ins and outs of the deal. I am still planning to have another uh, Spurs person in the coming days talking about DeJounte Murray. Hopefully, fingers crossed, that's going to come to fruition but at the very least uh, more analysis here on the Hawks and Spurs deal. This is an audio only offering. Usually we are also on Video, but this is one that the uh, Spurs uh, side hosted, so it's only audio this time around. Sort of a bonus podcast throughout, so keep that in mind. and this one, we'll have continuing coverage. Please subscribe to the show on across platforms, whether that includes YouTube as well as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, all places you can find podcasts. Leave a five-star rating and a review. Follow me on Twitter if you'd like to follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Hawks. And after the intro, you will be here, Jeff Garcia, at a crossover edition between Locked On Hawks and Locked On Spurs. You are Locked On Hawks, your daily Atlanta Hawks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: The dust has settled. The Hawks and Spurs have made a deal. But it's time to dig in and see just exactly how did the Hawks fan base feel, and how did the Spurs fan base feel? Welcome back to Lockdown Spurs right here on the Lockdown NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia, Spurs writer for Ken's 5 San Antonio. And this episode is also brought to you by Lockdown Hawks. He is Brad Rowland. We are doing a crossover edition of uh, a Lockdown Sp- show right here uh, to kind of dig into the meat. What happened here? Why did this deal go down? How does it benefit San Antonio? How does it benefit the Hawks? What can Hawks fan base and what can Brad expect from DeJounte Murray? Uh, I was going to welcome in uh, Brad Roland. Uh He is my colleague at the Locked On NBA Network. Brad, um, have you taken a breath, a deep breath yet? Have you gotten over the, the, the fact that it actually happened?
0: Uh, maybe a little bit. Uh, I think it's definitely it was a, a couple hours of chaos on Wednesday yeah. and really a few days before that of chaos. So, yeah, I'm coming up for air at this point, but I'm happy to talk to you about it. All right, this episode, uh, yeah. Uh, where
1: we 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 appreciate everything, we thank you for uh, locking into Locked on Spurs and Locked on Hawks. Uh, free and available wherever you get podcasts. So, pick a platform, you get Locked on Hawks, you'll get Locked on Spurs. Do that button thingy, you know, you kids. Do you press that button for describe? Yeah, subscribe to both shows. So, so Brad, let's, let's get your general reaction first. Um, it was kind of percolating for a while. This, this, this rumor, this deal was out in the ether. I mean it was hot you know that old expression where there's uh, smoke there's fire yeah that was this right now uh when the deal went down what
0: were your overall thoughts yeah I think it was certainly had to kind to process it because of how much it was talked about and it's kind of a push the chips in the middle move for the Hawks they clearly wanted to do something pretty big during the offseason and that was sort of out there you know Months ago, honestly, even during the playoff run, that was kind of talk that they were going to be making some big changes. And Murray checks a lot of boxes for them. They've been looking for a guard to pair with Trey Young uh, that yeah. can play defense and also score and handle the ball. And that sort of was my first reaction: was like, all right, they they finally made their sort of bigger splash move. And mm-hmm. for the Spurs, I'm sure you can get into that. But like, it's rebuild time. It seems like in San Antonio. So <laughs> that was kind of my immediate reaction on that on those fronts. <laughs> My media reaction was, no way. I think that was it for me. I I didn't
1: think that the Spurs would trade away a homegrown product already going into his prime. This is a team that desperately needed an all-star ahead of last season. I mean, Brad Popovich blatantly comes out and tells the media during preseason uh, last season that this team is devoid of any all-stars, that we don't have any. So here's one that became one. So, okay, now we got something. Now we can work with this, that being DeJounte Murray. And uh, he gets dealt, but yeah, my reaction again was no way. Come on. Is this a fake account that's telling me this? That was like my (laughs) other reaction too, but it was kind of shocking. It was kind of shocking. And to me, as you mentioned, a sign that this team is yeah, going in a very different direction, but for the Hawks to, as you said, put all their chips in and go for this, was it worth it, though, for – a I don't want to like knock DeJounte Murray, but he was a fringe all-star. He only got in because Draymond Green got hurt. If Draymond Green is fine, there's no all-star berth for DeJounte Murray. It just seems like a lot for DeJounte Murray.
0: Yeah, that's a reasonable takeaway. It does feel like the Hawks paid a premium – and they probably know that, you know, not getting any protections on those picks um, for one thing was kind of surprising. I got a lot of feedback from people around the league. They're like, Whoa, that's, that's a lot. That's a lot in terms of the downside risk. And I know Hawks fans will say, and I know they have already said to me, like, look, if the Hawks are good, it won't matter. And that is true. But um, there's always those outcomes where things go wrong and you're trading, you know, sky high picks as part of this deal. And the way that I I heard somebody put it the other day, I guess it was yesterday, uh, I think it was Nate Duncan said, look, um, Murray is probably the worst player that's ever had a package, at least in the recent vintage, that was this much capital. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean anything. That doesn't mean he's a bad player. He's really good, actually. But they yeah. did pay a lot for him, and that's that's okay to, re- to, to sort of recognize that. And the Hawks are pushing their chips in, and they kind of had some motivation to go ahead and do that. But there was no bargain here. There was no discount here. They paid full price for sure.
1: Yeah, they definitely paid a full price, and it was a very steep price. It's going to get into the details. Uh, the Hawks send San Antonio Danilo Gallinari. Expect you know you know you know Brad. Maybe I shouldn't get a Danilo Spurs jersey. I should just hold off on that. Right? <laughs> probably now. not. Just, I would. Yeah, say yeah, yeah. He's probably he's likely going to get wave, saving the Spurs a lot more money. Uh, also, these the Hawks send a multiple first round picks unprotected. Picks. Yeah, it definitely was a high price for a very good player, DeJounte Murray. But yeah, you, you know, you 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 spend that kind of pennies on you know a top-tier NBA talent. Um, but the Spurs did at least reportedly did say there was gonna be a high price tag for him. You know, what was that the Drew Holiday thing? You know, we yeah. expect the Drew Holiday package, and they got close to it, they didn't get the Drew Holiday, but boy was it steep. Brad, I want to ask you something though. It, it, you know, it started coming out surfacing. I maybe I maybe it's just me. I didn't see it, but maybe you did that it seems that Trey Young and Dejounte Murray had some sort of budding friendship. Um I think it perhaps maybe started at the All-Star game. They seemed to be very very uh close. You know, there were, you know, the moment it happened Trey Young, you know, puts on social media, oh, we're gonna make this happen. It's time to rock and roll, you know, that to that degree. Um it, it, how much did Trey Young have I- input in this deal?
0: Um, you know, that kind of remains to be seen. I've not heard directly, but I will say it certainly doesn't hurt that they are both clutch clients and there was a I lot know. of buzz behind the scenes yep. that Trey and DeJounte wanted to play together. Both of them wanted to play together. It wasn't just Trey, but clearly, you know, Trey has influence on some level. He is Clearly the franchise player, the guy they are building around, their Supermax guy, and uh, clearly they would at least go to him and make sure that it was okay with him. I'm not sure like he's a shadow GM or anything like that, but he certainly Mm -hmm. has some power in the organization uh, in a way that no other player would, for obvious reasons, being their guy. And, again, there's all those parallels. I never want to say anything unless I know it, but there's enough people that sort of reported interest between the two of them to play together that that may, may have been a small part of it, at least on some level, and maybe that increased the urgency on the Hawks' side, maybe that sort of lowered their resistance to giving more away in the in the trade as well to kind of make Trey happy and make sure that all parties were on the same page because especially when you're giving up all this long-term capital, you need to make sure that Trey is healthy because healthy and also happy because the worst thing that can happen to you is Trey gets dis, disenchanted with the franchise down the line and wants out uh, right before you have to give up a bunch, a bunch of picks to the Spurs. So clearly you had to get him, him on board on some level, and it seems like that he definitely is right now.
1: You're listening to Brad Rowland. He is host of Locked on Ho- uh, Locked On Hawks. Excuse me. I am Jeff Garcia, host of Locked on Spurs. This is a crossover edition uh, going into what happened. What happened for the trade heard at uh, least around the world in the parts of Atlanta and San Antonio. Uh, DeJounte Murray going to Atlanta and the Spurs. Uh, yeah. Blowing it up. Maybe that's the best way to say it. Blowing it up. I, I think I knew something was up when I was told ahead of the, the trade that the clutch reps were in San Antonio and they met with Team Brass. Now, I didn't put it out there on social media because that's all I got. You know, it wasn't because and they're here because of DeJounte Murray. You know, it for all I know, it could have been about Keldon Johnson. For all I know, it could have been about Lonnie Walker, both players as well, represented by Clutch. But it the timeline kind of matches up, you know, perhaps why they were in San Antonio to discuss uh, their client with the Spurs brass. Yeah. It, it, it definitely was a high price, but I'll tell you this much. Uh, you guys are definitely getting a great, great number two player. And I'll tell you what, more about that and what that means, especially from the from the Spurs fan perspective of kind of the thoughts about Dejounte Murray when he was wearing Spurs colors and why some fans didn't think he was it. But before we do that, Brad and I, we want to talk to you about Arcade 1UP. They got the NBA Jam. Now, for those kids old enough to remember, back in the day, you used to use quarters to uh, play this video game. Uh, Not anymore. The NBA Jam uh, game is back. It's going to be a home console. It's brought to you by Arcade 1UP, the leader in home retro arcade games. Yeah, the best game ever. But this time, it's the Shaq edition. People are obsessed with NBA Jam. I'm thrilled to tell our listeners that you can once again play hoops with an NBA Legends in this arcade classic. Get the ball on fire. Go across the court. You're using real, digitized NBA-licensed teams. No fouls, no free throws, no quarters required. Compete with friends and family through this all-new Wi-Fi leaderboard to so making you more connected than ever. You can pre-order now, arcade1up.com. That's arcade, the number 1up.com. Estimated early September ship date. Hey, Arcade 1up is the place for fun. They got more classics, Mortal Kombat, Golden Tee, I can tell Brad is getting his thumbs warmed up ready. He wants to play the game right now. It's just starting at $399. Check this out. They're giving away an NBA Jam Shack Edition to a Lockdown listener. You want to enter a chance to win that console for your man cave? Go to arcade1up.com slash Lockdown. That's arcade1up.com slash Lockdown. You got until July 8th to enter that uh, contest and get yourself an NBA Jam Shack Edition console. Don't miss out. Enter today. And ask yourself who are you gonna play with. We're back with Brad Rowland, host of Locked On Hawks, right here with myself, Jeff Garcia, host of Locked On Spurs. And we're doing a crossover show discussing the trade between Atlanta and San Antonio, sending DeJounte Murray to uh the ATL. So, Brad, I right before you know the break here, I, I told you, you know, like what, what can you? Perhaps what can your fans expect? What can you expect when you're covering the Hawks next season? uh, Now that DeJounte DeJounte Murray is wearing ATL colors. Um, Defensively, I think you know what you're going to get. Guy led the league in steals 2.0 last year, uh, was an all-NBA defensive second team uh, member early in his career. I mean, he was the youngest in the NBA history to do that uh for a good chunk of last season was a walking triple double nearly average triple double uh to uh to end last season. This this guy is competitive. So Brad, let me tell you now. He his competitiveness can come out and it may appear like he's like a bad teammate or a bad player. Don't don't read into it. But, and I, I'll bring up uh, some points. Uh there were plenty of times where he and Popovich bumped heads. On the sidelines, I mean, it was. I mean, there was video of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just very fiery. He may come off as low key and you know very quiet. You know, in his um his post game, pre game interviews, you're gonna notice that he's very good with media. He's gonna answer the questions. He's not gonna be snarky. He's not gonna try to clown you as the kids say. You know, he'll answer your questions, um, and he'll remember your name, and that's great. But when that ball is up in the air and it's showtime, his competitive comes out. He's got a shoving match with James Harden. Um, he pushed away Greg Popovich on the court one time when LMA was about to throw down in yeah. a fight. <laughs> he told Popovich, I got this, and he just shoved him in his chest. Um, and yeah, so a competitor. He is a competitor, and he desperately wants to win a title. The moment the Warriors won um, the, 2020, uh, uh, the 2022 uh, t- title, he put out there on social media that he wants to get a title. So you're getting a guy that's very, very hungry, very spirited, very, um, you know, in it to win it, so to speak. Uh, still young. The guy has not even entered his prime years yet. So you, you your Hawks definitely got uh, investment that is going to pay dividends uh, beyond next season. And, of course, if he does extend and, or if he wants to stay with the Hawks, Brad, uh, is there anything else perhaps you think your listeners will want to know about DeJounte Murray?
0: Yeah, no, I think it's, it's really useful just because this is a Hawks team that not that they don't have competitors, but they have not had like the most fiery guys in the world on their roster. Yeah. Um, and that you know having some having some toughness, having some of that grit and some of that some of that fire is probably a good addition just as a personality standpoint. They've not they kind mm-hmm. of said that behind the scenes and even in front of the scenes. Like they've not always had the loudest voices on this roster. Kind of a passive team, and kind of a finesse team in some ways. Um, so that's obviously good to hear. I think the other. You know, a couple of other questions that people have had for me, and I'll sort of shoot them to you, like, you know, what do you make of his offensive fit? next yeah. to trey because that's that's really the big thing I've, you know defensively is also part of the conversation because he's not the biggest guy in the world to be, to be playing right to full time but offensively is where people i'm sure you know offense uh draws the eyeballs of a lot of fans but right. defense does so uh what do you make of the way that that might work with him off the ball a little bit more
1: yeah that, that's a great question and look he was forced to be quote-unquote the man last season with san antonio because you know i think last season started like their mild rebuild versus right now their complete overhaul um so he he got a lot touches. The offense ran through him, and it it, it worked. You know he's a, he's a slasher. He'll attack. Uh, he's very long. Uh, he plays um the passing lanes very very well. Um, uh, you're talking about the defensive end and how that end of the court doesn't really get a lot of shine. Let me tell you this. Uh, he, this is how competitive he is on the defensive end. He was apparently keeping track of which players that he uh, stole the ball from last season. <laughs> so DeMar DeRozan uh, jokingly, you know, told him in one of those uh, social media posts, that he was talking about, the oh, I got the ball from a lot of NBA players. He goes, but you never got it from me. He goes, you never stole the ball from me. So he said, all right, you're next. I mean, that's how much he wants to get it done on the defensive end. So uh, I think your guys are going to be okay with that now. Oh, yeah, I know you're talking about the offensive end. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting thing to watch because – a lot of the touches are going to go to Young. We know that. You know that. As Spurs fans know that. So you're going to see uh, a dip in Dejounte Murray's production. But if if and when uh, Trey Young needs a needs a break and gets on that bench, and if it's all Dejounte Murray, watch out. His outside shot is okay. Um, Mid range is all right. But if you're seeing him launch, lock and load. Excuse me from the three line. Uh, just uh, avert your eyes. Uh, I mean, you're going to probably say, like, oh, here we go. You know, DeJounte, stop. I think there's going to be a moment next season when you are going to be, uh, hello, welcome back to Locked on Hawks. DeJounte, stop shooting threes. I think that's <laughs> what's going to happen next year. Uh, he's he's a work in progress on the outside shot. He's, he's gotten a lot better. His mid-range game has improved. I think that's a byproduct of having uh, DeMar DeRozan on his side for several years. And that was the first thing I noticed when when DeMar DeRozan left and it became DeJounte Murray's team is that I was like, whoa, that's very DeMar DeRozan-esque. He's really going for the mid-range shot now. So expect to see a lot of that. A good facilitator. I think that's what has been his biggest improvement over the years, especially last season, is that he started looking for his teammates more. I think that really elevated his game. So you're getting a guy that is a near-complete package. But the question is, can he help lead your Hawks uh, beyond, you, you know, the, what was it, the Eastern Conference Finals? The most, that's the most, the deepest, you all know, gone recently. Yeah, um, two years ago. yeah, two years ago. So that's going to be a question. I think that's, I think having Trey Young at his side is going to help having a, a solid a, a four, right? As of right now, John Collins, if he stays in Atlanta. Uh Clint Capella is going to help. Great uh, space for him on the offensive end and defensive end. I, I think it's going to be a really, really good meshing. I don't know if he's going to get another all-star berth, though, though, because I mean, you're going to see a product the different productions mentioned. Playing with Trey Young, you know, that slot's likely going to go to him on the Eastern Conference squad. But he did say after his first all-star berth that he doesn't want to be a one-hit wonder. So hopefully he all have two. All-Stars wearing ATL colors at the All-Star game. Uh, Yeah, I mean, it just shocks me that he hasn't even reached his prime yet. And here's the other thing, too, I think your listeners really need to understand is it's not just what you see on the court with him on on both sides. It's the fact that when he came into the NBA and drafted in 2016, he was already learning from Manu Ginobili, Tony Parker especially. Uh Tim Duncan. I mean, he was t- at at the at the end of that big three dynasty. He was just a kid. Uh, and let's not forget, too, he was also part of the Kawhi Leonard era in San Antonio. Uh, he says that Kawhi Leonard is still his guy, that he learned a lot from Kawhi. Hopefully, not to leave you guys like the way Kawhi did to hmm. San Antonio, but uh, and then of course, you know, there's the Popovich tutelage. And uh, there's the time with LMA and DeMar DeRozan and Rudy Gay. So he's coming in not wet behind the ears. He has a lot of veterans that were on him. And I think that also helped him flourish uh, as we saw last season. It is, it's it's funny, though, because you look back at the moment when DeJounte Murray was given the rings to the point guard spot in San Antonio. It was after Tony Parker's devastating leg injury in the playoffs versus Houston. And who carried him off the court? It was DeJounte Murray. Hmm. So that transition happened there. Uh, you know, he was thrust into that position, played, played well, considering he hadn't really played a lot. So he had been chomping at the bit for his time now. He has been looking forward to this. Even when the Spurs were still trying to change the tires, going 55 miles an hour, hoping to get a playoff berth, he would go on shows and say, wait for our time it's our time we don't know yet I, I don't know what i'm capable of because i haven't had my time yet because he was playing behind a lot of great veterans so here it is and l- watch out it, it looks like it looks like the hawks i mean you guys
0: it was a no brainer it was an own brainer it was just I, I didn't expect that kind of sticker price though brad yeah it's a uh, same sort of thing for me like it's kind of yeah. the, the basketball fit is one that i like a lot that's my reaction that i shared um, on the sort of the immediate was like look I get that there's a little bit of worry in some respects mm-hmm. about the offense with the, with the shooting we talked about earlier, and he's not the biggest guy defensively, but I generally am pretty high on the basketball fit. He's going to make the Hawks mm-hmm. better. He checks a lot of boxes, and the price did surprise me in terms of just the un- unprotected nature of the picks. You know, Having yeah. to send three was kind of out there for a while, especially once it became Gallinari. Uh, yeah. It was always going to be three picks, I think, but three unprotected picks – um, when, you, when you include the swap and another one that's protected, it's just it's a lot of it's a lot to pay. But listen, there, there were is, yeah. uh, I think the Spurs did a good job of extracting value from the Hawks, um, and I think that the Hawks did a good job in getting their guy. And that's something that Travis mm-hmm. Schlank, the decision maker for the Hawks, has kind of always liked to do. He's not the most value based GM. He's a he's a scout at heart, and he he, like, mm-hmm. he likes to do what he's going to do. He falls in love with guys, and he'll go out and get those guys. And he definitely did that in this time.
1: He is Brad Rowland, host of Locked On Hawks. I am Jeff Garcia, host of Locked On Spurs. You're listening to this crossover edition uh between Locked On the Hawks and Locked On Spurs, discussing the trade between the Spurs and Hawks, sending DeJounte Murray out to the ATL and the Spurs in a massive rebuild. We're not done talking. We've got a few more things to hit with, Brad. But before we do that, uh, I want to talk to you about betonline.net, your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, news, including this year's, uh, well, uh, MLB season and a lot more out there. Betterline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. Hey, Betterline even has the betting odds right now on the Spurs uh, trio of uh, rookies, that just drafted. How good are their chances to make uh, or at least get the NBA Rookie of the Year award next season? It's all there. Go find out at BetOnline.net. Betterline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. It's the fastest, easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today. You got yourself a mobile device, you got yourself a laptop. Go learn more about the trends and action. Betterline, where the game starts. We're back with Brad Rowland, host of Lockdown Hawks. He is joining me here on Lockdown Sports for a crossover edition discussing the trade uh, that just happened recently. DeJounte Murray no longer in San Antonio. He is now a member of the Hawks. Uh, Brad, how much does this move push the Hawks into that upper crust
0: in the East? That's really the big question, right? I mean, clearly they they believe this this move is going to change their fortunes in the short term. Uh, The question is whether they get back to where they were two years ago. And there's the underlying thought that they made the the conference finals and everyone knows that. But was that team actually a top two Eastern Conference team that season? That's kind of up for debate. Obviously, they were not a top four seed. Um, They had to pull off a couple upsets, the kind of a miracle comeback against Philadelphia, etc. I said on my show on Wednesday night that this is the Hawks best roster they've had at this very moment. This is their best roster since Travis Schlank and Trey Young arrived. Mm -hmm. This is a better team right now than it was then on paper. Does that mean that they're going to go to the conference finals again? Not necessarily, but uh, in terms of just like actual roster talent, when you swap Gallinari for DeJounte Murray and keep the rest of your core in place, at least as of right now, that makes you a lot better. So they're hoping this is going to be a top-four seed in the East, even as soon as next year. There's still going to be more moves to come. But they definitely believe this is a short-term move that's going to push them way up on the hierarchy. Does that mean that they're going to be better than the Bucks or uh, whoever, the Celtics who just won the East, et cetera? Mm-hmm. Maybe not at this point, but they, they think that they're going to be right there. And I think that it's reasonable to believe, if you are the Hawks, that you can do that again because of what you already did two years ago because you still have right. Trey, you have pretty solid depth, and obviously you believe a lot in Murray.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good move. Good, solid move for Atlanta. Definitely is going to pay off dividends uh, this upcoming season, you know, too. Uh, you know, can you foresee the Hawks already trying to negotiate with uh, Murray about an extension? Because he's coming up on that end of it already.
0: Yeah, I think that they would like to, but because of the way that his deal is structured, I'm not, I'm sure you've talked about it before. Like they can't offer yeah. him more than, I think it's like three years and 74 million, right. or something like that. Yeah. And I think that there's no way Murray's taking that deal. Um, I think the Hawks would certainly offer it. They probably already have.
1: Yeah, um, they probably have. I would, yeah, I would yeah.
0: imagine that they would have at least, uh, hey, go ahead and sign this if you want to. But uh, <laughs> knowing what we know about Clutch, knowing what we know about, about just his, his market value, uh, it would shock me if Murray actually signed that deal. So I think... Yeah. Part of this calculus is the Hawks have to know that going going in, and they're just going to hope that their bird rights are going to be enough to re-sign him when he when he becomes a free agent in two years. Mm-hmm. Um, and that they'll have the leg up on that. And obviously, if, if they have success in the next co- in the next couple of years, that gives them a leg up as well. But uh, that's part of this too. They have to know that there's a little bit of risk anyway when a guy becomes mm-hmm. unrestricted in two years. Um, right. That they that, and they really can't extend him practically because again, all of the intel is like you know Murray's not going to sign that deal. So we'll yeah. see. I'm sure they want, I'm sure they'd love it if they, if you would, and they'll offer it to him. But uh, I think they have to plan on him being a free agent in two years.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's a smart play. You know, he's definitely going to get more money in free agency than signing an extension. Uh, that's another, uh, re, you know, suspected reason why the Spurs decided to uh, make the deal. Yeah, um, Spurs massive rebuild. I mean, that's where the San Antonio Spurs are, are at. You know, Brad, I am I am old enough to remember when the Spurs came to the <laughs> NBA. I mean, that's how old I am. I remember when the I remember when the Spurs were playing in the old Hemisphere Arena and smoking was allowed. Kids in NBA arenas at that time. <laughs> um, I've the last time I saw a rebuild close to this in San Antonio was the uh, tank. Excuse me, sorry for Tim Duncan. Yep. I think that was the last time I saw this type of rebuild, but never at this level where we're trading a, a known asset. Uh, you know, it happens, you know, uh, there's another Brian Wright's watch now, you know, trading away a Derek White, you know, that kind of movement. This is this is a very aggressive rebuild. The Spurs are on. And let's face it, Brad. I, as I mentioned, I, I, you know, that's how old I am. I've <laughs> never historically. Well, I should rephrase that. I've only seen one major name free agent come to San Antonio in the entire existence of the Spurs franchise. And that was LaMarcus Aldridge. So that tells you that San Antonio is not a destination. It's not a destination for big name, top quality, upper crust free agents. So they have to rebuild through the draft. And now they have a war chest, a war chest of draft picks. I mean, it's going to be the Oklahoma City and San Antonio drafts for the coming years now. At the way at the rate this is going. This is a massive overhaul. They know it. They know the prize possibly could be a Scoot Henderson or uh Women Yama out in France. They understand that they can flip some of these picks and yes, perhaps still flip some of these young guys that are on the roster because let's face it, Brad, nobody on the current Spurs roster is untouchable. There's not DeJounte Murray should have signaled that to everybody. If yep. they can trade away DeJounte Murray. They could possibly entertain the thought of putting a high price tag on a Kelvin Johnson, on a Devin Vassell, on a Josh Primo. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, this is a signal that it's going to be some lean years for the Spurs. And, and, again, barring they make any type of major swing. I mean, that's the caveat. They, I mean, for all I know, Brad, they can say, hey, you know, I'm making this up, hey, Bulls, you guys love picks and some young guys. What do you want for like, Zach Levine? Let's start rebuilding with him or something like that to get themselves a corner piece that they can build around. Dejounte Murray wasn't it, and I think that's also a sign of what the Spurs thought of Dejounte Murray. If he really was coveted, if he really was, that's our guy, that's our face of the franchise. You know, Oh, four, you know, with three first-round picks, Hawks, no, throw in John Collins, give us another one. You know, I mean, they would have, it probably would have been a steeper price. But uh, yeah, I mean, this is this is a, a signal to the world that the Spurs are on a very deep rebuild i still think brad that they can get about 30 wins next season i think they're capable of doing that even without dejounte murray so we'll definitely see hey Brett, tell everybody how they can check out locked on hawks and uh to subscribe to your show
0: yeah absolutely i appreciate you uh you doing this and it's, uh, it's a new, it's a new frontier for the spurs new frontier for the hawks yeah. Uh, I think that we kind of both agree by our by our, com- by our comments that Murray is best suited not being the number one guy in the franchise. Yeah, uh, I exactly. think that makes yeah. sense on both sides. Uh, and the Spurs are tearing it down, but I know your listeners know this, but my- just for my listeners' sake. Uh, the Spurs missed the playoffs once in like 30 years, and the year they missed the playoffs, they got Tim Duncan out of it. So like, <laughs> good on you guys, I suppose. In San Antonio, <laughs> Wimbanyama, Yeah, maybe maybe they'll do it again this time around. But uh, no, uh, as far as uh, finding me and my show, uh, of course, Locked On Hawks on all the same platforms. You can find Locked On Spurs. YouTube, Stitcher, Spotify, etc. Also on mm-hmm. Twitter at Locked On Hawks, and uh, I am on Twitter at BT Roland. Mostly hawk stuff there, but some I can also cover the Atlanta Braves and the rest of the NBA as well. So uh, some musings on that end, and I really do appreciate you having me for this crossover event. That was certainly due after the big trade.
1: Oh, for sure, for sure. You know, hey, you know, I don't know that I don't know if this qualifies as the kids say as meta, but I actually was <laughs> watching uh, Locked On Hawks reaction. Last night on my TV, on YouTube, in bed with the, you know, recovering from all the drama, and I heard you say, you know, I'm gonna have uh, somebody on the San Antonio side come in, you know, and talk about this. <laughs> and I woke up this morning and I see your, uh, you saw your email, so I'm like, whoa, this is freaky, this is weird, but uh, yeah, uh, it's, it's a great show, Locked On Hawks. You know, you should, everybody should be tuning in, uh, subscribing to it right now subscribe to locked on spurs wherever you get your favorite podcast same platforms as locked on hawks you can find locked on spurs youtube you can even tell your smart speaker to play locked on hawks or locked on spurs so uh, yeah there's no excuse for you to not check out any locked on nba show we are everywhere and thanks for making Lockdown spurs and locked on hawks your first listen each and every day now for your second listen get up today on the latest news and rumors in the nba in just 30 minutes every day with locked on nba Locked on NBA is your daily NBA update in just 30 minutes. Brad, before I let you go, um I uh, you know, Spurs do remember the Dominique Wilkin era in San Antonio. <laughs> that was that was fun. That was fun. But for Brad Rowland, I am Jeff Garcia. We are gonna put a lock on this crossover episode of Locked on Spurs and Locked on Hawks.